Hey, this is Oren Ross with the Libertarian Lawyer Podcast. And uh, before I get started on anything, um, if you happen to see this or hear this, please like and subscribe to it uh, so that I know people are actually listening because right now I'm pretty sure that I'm just talking to myself, but you know, I do that anyway. So at least if you know you like and subscribe, I might know that somebody else is listening. Um, I'm sure nobody is. However, if somebody is, I'd like to know. So um, let's go ahead and get started with some uh, headlines. And I wish that uh, I had more to do than to uh, bitch about the Democrats, but they're the ones pulling all these stunts. So it's kind of hard for me not to complain about them at this point. Um, the Republicans don't seem to do anything, so I don't really have anything I can complain about with them other than, you know, Mitt Romney and uh, Murkowski and uh, Sass and all those five people who uh, voted with the Democrats um, who didn't want to table the impeachment, uh, which is just utterly insane because it's completely unconstitutional. They're not even using the chief justice to preside over it. They've got a Democrat presiding over it. Like that's not how it works, but nobody seems to care what the constitution says. They just do whatever they want and they think we're all just going to put up with it. So along those lines, we have this dude named Joe Biden who has set a record for executive orders in his first week. The guy who obviously has some sort of mental issues, uh, whether it be dementia, Alzheimer's, or or just aging, whatever it is. Um, This guy has issued 33 executive orders, actions, proclamations, memoranda, and agency directives, according to the completely honest people at CNN. I'm sure they're they're actually honest about that part because they're proud of them. 21 of those, according to the White House website, are executive orders, okay? So you may be wondering what that's like in comparison to the other presidents. Well, Donald Trump signed four in his first week. Obama signed five. George W. signed one. I'm sorry, he signed none. W, the, the guy they called a Nazi for eight years, he signed none. All right. No executive orders his first week. And Bill Clinton signed one in his first week. So 21 versus four. 21 versus five. 21 versus none. Okay. Now, that would be maybe not all that surprising, except in October. This is what he said. So there's not going to be any delay on the tax increases. No, well, I got to get the votes. I get the votes. That's why, you know, uh, the one thing that I, I have this strange notion, we are a democracy. Some of my Republican friends and some of my Democratic friends even occasionally say, well, if you can't get the votes by executive order, you're going to do something. Things you can't do by executive order unless you're a dictator. We're a democracy. We need to be. Okay. So according to Joe Biden himself in October, okay, this is January in October. This dude said that someone who does this, who does exactly what he's doing, 
is a dictator. This dude just admitted that he's a dictator. Meanwhile, we heard for four years that Trump was a dictator and uh, a fascist and an authoritarian. He signed four his first week. Joe Biden is at 21. And I'm pretty sure we're, we're only, um, well, now we're seven days in. No one has reported anything in the last day or two, but you know they were six days in when they counted this. So I'm sure he signed some more. So no matter what the number is, we know it's an absolute record. It's uh, multiples of what any other president has ever done, okay? 45 presidents before this dude. Nobody has ever come into office and done this because it's not constitutional. The president does not have these powers and Congress has ceded some powers to him, but I think one of these has already been knocked down by a court, or at least uh, they put an injunction in, they froze it for a little bit. Uh, I, I think it was the immigration issue. Uh, and it's just insane that nobody in the media is calling him out for this. I mean, maybe like Fox News might be, or, or some people on Fox. Um, and I don't really watch uh, Newsmax or OAN or, or any of those. Um, Fox to me seems like the most center of the road channel because they're not on the right. I don't know if you're, if you're on the far left, then Fox looks like they're on the right. They're not half of those people, probably more than half of them did not support Trump. They, they do not. I know some of them are Democrats. Chris Wallace is a Democrat. Uh, several of them are registered Democrats. So it's not like they're all on the Republican side or, or the right at all. I'm pretty sure everybody at CNN is on the left and votes Democrat. I'm pretty sure it's the same thing at MSNBC, ABC, CBS, NBC, every, every one of those guys. Nobody on there, even the people that they say are, they're like conservative pundit or whatever, they're not conservative at all. They're on the left. They're just, they, they might may not be as crazy far left as some of the other people on their network. That doesn't mean you're on the right. Not being the absolute far left does not mean that you're on the right. What they're doing is trying to pull the center, you know, uh, they want to pull all that to the left so that if you are in the center, now you look like you're on the right. So now they can paint you as an extremist or, or paint you in some negative light so that they can do what they want because they don't really care. And, and that's what I find absolutely hilarious about this. All, all of these people who are going along with everything, you know, the, the corporate types, uh, you know, big bankers, all, all those dudes who are going along with this and, and just going along with all the lefty uh, identity politics, they're going to be eaten. They're, they're going to go down because these, these far left people, they do not care uh, about you at all if you're not on their side. They, th these people are useful idiots, okay? Look that up. These are useful idiots. They use them to get where they want to go. They will discard them at any point when it is convenient. That's why it's funny when, uh, you know, you'll, you'll see sometimes some Republicans, like now with the uh, impeachment stuff, a few Republicans are siding with the Democrats. Uh, the funny part is in the media, all those, all those people are popular now. 
Oh yeah, they're great. They're standing up for what's right. Tomorrow, they will be back to being evil. They'll be Nazis, authoritarian, far right, alt right, whatever it is, because they're not useful anymore. That's 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 to me just so funny that all of these people go along to get along. They don't have any principles. They don't actually stand for anything. They don't believe in anything. So it's really easy to use them and to throw them away when you're done. And that's exactly what the Democrats do with these squishy type Republicans, you know, the rhinos. Um, and to be honest, the, the rhinos are probably just Republicans. I'm probably not actually a Republican, even though I'm registered as one. I'm much closer to libertarian, uh, but, you know, people who are libertarian don't really seem to run that much um, or ever win. I, I think I got a couple, uh, we got a couple libertarian local people uh, who won, but that was probably the last election, but they never win. And uh, it seems like um, the Republicans aren't going to win either. So we might as well all start voting for a third party because you know, if the Republicans aren't going to win, then the Democrats sure as hell aren't going to represent my interests or the interests of people who look like me because I'm a white male. They don't give a fuck about me. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not gay enough. I'm not dark enough. Uh, I don't have a vagina. So I don't matter as far as the Democrat party is concerned. So the problem we come to is that if the Republicans never win, um, there's no reason to vote for them anymore. And I'm not going to vote for them anymore. I, I only begrudgingly vote for a lot of them. I mean, I voted for John McCain and I really did not like John McCain because that son of a bitch loved a war. I mean, he did not meet a war that he didn't like. And you think a guy who got tortured for like several years as a prisoner of war might be, you know, kind of a little bit anti-war. Maybe we shouldn't get into this. Maybe. No, he was like, send everybody, send them all. Uh, because he was part of the military industrial complex, obviously. Uh, and those, those people will get into a war for anything because it keeps the economy going. It keeps their stock options going and it keeps everything pumping for them. Except a bunch of people get killed uh, and, and wounded and maimed. And we spend tons of money to go try to fix these countries that might not like what we're doing. I mean, some of these places, it, it seems like democracy doesn't really work for them. You know, at least our form of democracy doesn't seem to work in some of these places. Not to mention the fact that, you know, Iraq is a, a state that really should be three states, but it was put together uh, by the British after World War I and they just lumped everybody together. And that's why you have the Kurds being massacred and they have their own, basically their own country in Iraq. Because we, 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 tend, to, we tend to do this a lot. Um, I want to say we, I mean, Western society, we tend to think that we know what's best for everybody else. And we go there with guns and tell them that they're going to be like us. And that's partly, I think, because we do think that that's correct, but also partly to open up markets uh, so we can sell more things and make more money. Or so some of us can sell more things and make more money. I don't actually sell anything uh, that I can sell 
outside the country because unfortunately I'm an idiot and I went to law school. So my degree is pretty much useless anywhere else. The MBA might not be useless, but the law degree is. So anyway, uh, it's just really funny that this dude, like, what is that? Like five months ago, four, four months ago, even he was saying that if he did the things that he's doing in this week, that that would be a dictator, right? But if you call him a dictator, nobody's, nobody's going to agree with you. Nobody in the media, at least they're not bringing this up. I mean, this is Breitbart, right? How many of those leftist type organizations that are going to cover it? None. Because they don't really care about you or me or anybody else. So, to prove that, here's something for you. I don't think a lot of people know about this. Dr. Fauci backed controversial Wuhan lab, or is it Wuhan? Wuhan lab with U.S. dollars for risky coronavirus research. Okay. This article is from April 28th, 2020. All right. So this dude has been in the government since like uh, 1984. He's been running the National Institute of Health. Right. And they had Brad Pitt play him on TV. I think that's a bit of a stretch. Don't you? Uh, I mean, Brad Pitt should not be playing me or really. I'm sure anyone who is in the NIH, I'm pretty sure nobody looks like that there. But in 2019, with the backing of the NIAID, the National Institutes of Health committed $3.7 million over six years for research that included some gain-of-function work. The program followed another $3.7 million five-year project for collecting and studying bat coronaviruses, which ended in 2019. So the total was $7.4 million. They were studying bat coronaviruses in Wuhan. Okay? That's it. That's where this shit came from. It didn't come, obviously it didn't come from some wet market, right? And, and this is a lab that was cited, I think like a couple years ago for safety violations, okay? Um, I, it, it seems like that's where it came from, right? We all know it came from Wuhan. They said it was a wet market. There was like a couple blocks from this lab. Uh, what are the odds that somebody walked out of that lab and gave it to somebody at that market? Might be pretty fair, right? Since it's only a couple blocks away. Here's the thing about gain of function research. What they're doing is trying to see how deadly they can make a virus. Okay. Now you might say, what, what is the real world application of that? Well, the application is to see if we can make it into a weapon. And I would assume they also want to see how it can be weaponized so they can defend against it. However, this is another one of those things where, you know, Scientists do things that maybe they shouldn't do, you know, just because we have the ability to do something doesn't mean we, we should actually do it. So what they're doing is manipulating viruses in the lab to explore their potential for infecting humans. OK, and this is Newsweek. This is not like a right wing organization. This is Newsweek talking about Dr. Fauci, who's been in the government in the NIH. I mean, he's been head of the NIH since 1984. And now he is a celebrity and he makes over $400,000 a year in, in his role here at the NIH, right? He's like, he's paid more than the vice president, this dude is. Uh, and what has he done? What, like, what does he do with this? I'll show you in a minute, but let me, let me just keep going down here. Um, so at this point, most scientists say it's possible. 
possible, but not likely that the pandemic virus was engineered or manipulated. Um, for those of you who don't know, please listen to uh, Brett Weinstein. Is it Stein or Steen? I always forget. Uh, Brett Weinstein. It's, it's Weinstein. It rhymes. Uh, on the Joe Rogan podcast, I don't, last time or, or maybe the time before, um, he went into a lot of detail of, of, about how it's almost impossible that this virus was not created in a lab. I mean, it's it's adapted to uh, basically not survive in in UV light, right? That's crazy. Uh, there are a lot of things that maybe I don't understand because you know I'm not an actual scientist. I'm just a political scientist. Uh, but a lot of things that this dude, who, who's a very smart guy, uh, a, a biologist, a, a biology professor, uh, he thinks that it probably was created in a lab or at least altered in a lab, and that would make sense since we were fucking paying people in Wuhan to do this with bat coronaviruses. Does anybody else give a shit about this? I mean, this is where it came from. Obviously, not only that, maybe we had a hand in it, maybe we didn't, but China has lied over and over and over and they said there was no virus and they bought up all the PPE in the rest of the world, shipped it back to China, they knew what was happening. They didn't let anybody else know. And they're still part of the World Health Organization. And now we're going to get back into the World Health Organization, even though the WHO will not recognize Taiwan as a country because China doesn't want them to. I wonder how much the Chinese are paying the people who run the World Health Organization. Probably seems like a fair amount since the U.S. contributes the vast majority of the budget for the World Health Organization. China contributes almost nothing. And yet these people defer to the Chinese. I wonder why that would be. Hmm. What could the Chinese do? What, what is it that they do with people all over the world? Politicians, scientists, professors, what do they do? Oh, they pay them off for information. Obviously that's what's going on here. I mean, there's, there's, what other explanation is there? Honestly, like, okay, some some crazy. What like what? What's the most obvious explanation? We were exploring how to make bat coronaviruses more deadly in the lab, and then all of a sudden, right outside this lab, the same bat coronaviruses start getting spread and start killing people and go worldwide. That seems like that's the most likely explanation. Is it that? These bats were shipped thousands of miles to this market and sold, and then somebody got the virus from there. I think that's a lot less likely than it is that a lab that had already been cited for safety violations had another safety violation and a little bit of virus got out. Somebody got it and spread it. That makes sense, right? So... Nobody talks about this and nobody really explains gain of function research. Uh, gain of function research is just to see how deadly they can make something. There may be reasons to do that, but there are also reasons not to do that. But of course, these people don't care. So in addition to that, listen to this dude. All right. So Fauci, this is the guy who, you know, was funding this lab. <clears throat> 
This is also the guy who says that he doesn't regret telling Americans not to wear masks at the beginning of the pandemic. Okay. So some of you may remember if anybody's listening, somebody may remember that uh, when all this started, this guy and the surgeon general and all these people went out and they said, yeah, you don't really need to wear a mask. We don't think it really does anything. Um, in an interview with CBS Evening News anchor Nora O'Donnell, uh, Fauci defended his credibility and decision making in response to recent attempts from the White House to undermine. I don't regret anything I said then because in the context of the time in which I said it, it was correct. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. We were told in our task force meetings that we have a serious problem with the lack of PPEs. Okay, so you have a lack of PPE. Um, does that mean you should tell people not to wear it? I don't think people were going out and buying N95s or, or any of the other masks that actually prevent the spread of this disease, right? So people were probably just trying to go out and buy re regular surgical masks. Uh, you know, I see people wearing the uh, lawn care masks and all that kind of stuff. But this is a dude who actu actually told everybody not to go buy masks. He said, you don't need a mask. Anybody with half a fucking brain knows that a coronavirus, a cold virus, something like the flu, something like, you know, people have a lot of experience with. Everybody knows that shit gets spread through the air. OK, that's what happens. And, yeah, maybe it can live on a surface for a while. But if somebody sneezes in your face. It's in your face. OK, it's not that hard to understand. Everybody knows that anybody without any medical training knows that like myself. But this dude, the head of the NIH, told people not to wear masks. OK, now he thinks he was in the right because what they were trying to do was keep people from overbuying all the masks. Maybe that's true. Or maybe just don't lie to everyone and then expect to have any credibility left. Why would anybody listen to this fucking guy now? He told everybody not to wear masks. OK, he already did it. It's done. All right. Everybody might not remember it, but we can try to make them remember because it's all recorded. He's been interviewed about it and he, he just doesn't seem to care. And he doesn't seem to understand that if you lie to us about one thing, we might assume that you're lying about another. But this guy who has been running the NIH since 1984, since before I was born, this dude seems to have gotten everything wrong about this particular virus, even though they were funding the research on these particular viruses. And he also seems to come up with these opinions maybe a couple days after the media starts telling everyone what to do. So I could do this dude's job because I can also watch CNN and parrot back what they say. It's not that hard to do. And it seems like that's what he's doing. And these people have been so wrong about everything. And, you know, it's a novel virus, right? Okay, so maybe people should get some things wrong. Should the people we have in charge get everything wrong? Especially if they've been funding research on these particular viruses. If we've been funding this research, wouldn't we understand some things about these viruses? How is it that we're paying millions of dollars for research and we have no research. We have no information on these viruses. Does that make sense to anyone? No, it does not. So the same guy who told us in April 
that we don't need to wear masks. Don't buy a mask. There's no reason to have a mask. Same dude now says that double masking makes common sense and is likely more effective. Okay. This is CNBC. And look at like this dude's 78. Okay. Can we, can we stop having octogenarians run everything? I mean, at any point we, we can set somebody who's, you know, 60 in there, 50. I mean, you got life experience, right? And, and yet you're not at the age where you should be in a retirement home. That's, that's pretty reasonable, right? But no, everybody, everybody's 80 or, or older. I mean, how many people? Okay. Our last president, our current president, the vice presidents have been a little bit younger. Um, Speaker of the House, Senate Majority Leader, Senate Minority Leader. Uh, I don't even know who the whip is now. All of these people are like 80. It is ridiculous that we can't find any younger people to run for office. Maybe it's because younger people realize how fucking corrupt our government is. But, you know, we, we just got to stop with all these old people. All right. So here, here's what this dude says. Um, oh, he's on the Today Show. And he explains that masks are physical coverings that prevent respiratory droplets from spreading to other people. Thank you for the explanation, doctor. So he says they provide a degree of protection. All right. So now what he says is that uh, obviously if you have one layer, then two is better. Okay. How about three? How about five? How about seven? All right. So let me see if they have the, uh, the numbers here. Studies have shown that multi-layer cloth masks can block up to 50 to 70% of fine droplets and particles and limit the spread of COVID. The CDC recommends that people wear masks that have at least two layers of tightly woven cotton fabric. All right. So two masks, 50 to 70 percent. Um, I think um, they, they didn't mention here what one mask does, which is which means it's, it's well under 50 percent. Uh, N95s filter 95 percent of airborne particles. Right. So the same dude who told us not to wear masks less than a year ago, even though he had been funding research on bat coronaviruses for what, like a year. He had no idea what, what was happening. He had no idea what to do. He told everyone not to wear masks. And now he says it's common sense to wear two masks. Well, you know what else is common sense? Wearing one mask, that's common sense too. But if you lie to people and tell them not to wear it, they might not wear it because you're a doctor. And some people don't understand that some doctors are idiots and morons and corrupt and will do whatever they think is necessary to keep their job in this government. And now this dude is a celebrity and he's treated like he's Jesus, just like Joe Biden, except this dude's been in the, in the NIH for more than 30 years. I think, what is it, like 35 years almost? Or more than that, 36 years. Wait, 83. Jesus Christ. No. He's, he's been there a long time. He's been there a long, long time. 37 years. Um, 36 to 37. I don't know what month it was. Anyway, um, this is... 
so unforgivable for someone in this position. Uh, so he, he lied to the entire country. He, I'm sure he cost somebody their lives, right? Uh, they would argue that he saved more lives, except you can't prove that. But you can prove that he probably killed somebody, you know, because they didn't wear a mask. They didn't go buy a mask because the doctor, the doctor, Dr. Fauci, you know, what kind of accent is that? Honestly, God damn, man. Like he needs a lozenge or something. I mean, I know my voice is bad sometimes. That dude, he's the worst, but he's still got his job. He's not going to get fired. He's been through what, like four or five presidents. He still keeps his job. He still makes a ton of money. And apparently he can do no wrong, even though he absolutely does wrong. So we've got this government here where we have a president who has at least some form of dementia. Uh, he's signing more executive orders than anybody ever has. And we have a guy telling us uh, to wear double masks when less than a year ago, he was telling us to wear no masks. And they were funding research on bat coronaviruses. So does it seem like the government might be a little screwed up? I mean, is there anything that the government does correctly? I can't think of anything. Uh, every time we get the government involved in something, it gets worse. So we nationalized education. Education is going way downhill. Uh, anytime you nationalize something, it goes downhill fast. So the Democrat solution is to nationalize everything because apparently we're just not nationalizing fast enough. So to me, if, if you are a Democrat and you understand Democrat policies, you are insane because I, I've been told, and I, I know this is probably not the actual definition, but the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. So they keep trying these same things. <laughs> I, think, I think Democrats, um, they look one move ahead. I don't think they, they understand chess. Uh, they don't understand planning down the road. They see one step in front of them. They say, this is the problem, so let's do this. There's no examination of if we do this, what is the result? And what are the results of those results? Nobody's planning ahead. They're just throwing shit at a wall, hoping something sticks. And there's never a, a point where people stop and say, maybe we should go back the other way. Maybe the path we're going down is not the best path because it keeps getting worse and worse. Their solution is to run down it faster. That is not the correct solution. The correct solution is to go back the way you came from and find a better path. But of course, nobody's gonna do that. So everybody is freaking out and it's not just the US. Uh, you'll probably hear that if you watch any of these news outlets, uh, but this is all over, especially Europe. People are losing their minds because they're getting locked down again, uh, a lot tighter this time. And it seems almost like lockdowns don't work, right? Because a lot of these places locked down previously, and yet they're seeing a spike in cases. So what's the solution? Well, let's lock down even harder, right? It didn't work the first time, so let's do it again. Netherlands on the brink of a civil war as rioters strike again over COVID-19 curfew. 
Well, it's 548. I didn't realize that. Uh, Anti-lockdown protesters, looting stores, fighting with cops. Uh, A lot of cops injured. This guy in the police union says we haven't seen so much violence in 40 years. Well, no shit. When you tell people they can't go out, uh, they can't leave their house after nine. Does does the virus have a bedtime? Uh, is, is the virus not out during the day? Like, I understand it, it gets killed by uh, UV rays pretty quickly. Um, does that mean people can't leave their house at night? That seems a little ridiculous, but all of these places are locking people down. It doesn't work. Just like it doesn't work in California. It didn't work in New York. It doesn't work, but they're going to keep trying it. So the moral of the story is, Uh, Governments are corrupt. Governments screw up everything they touch. And we should have a lot less government. We should have a government that is very small on the federal level. And we should have states with a lot more powers because you can control things if they happen closer to your house. If everything happens in Washington, the people in Washington control everything. If things happen in your state, people in your state control what happens. It's not that hard to understand. That's how this country was designed. And the federal government has taken over more and more and more because people get scared. Uh, People want some sort of security blanket. And that's what the federal government appears to be for a lot of people. So uh, that's enough for me today. And I'm sure I'll find more to complain about tomorrow. Um, Please like, subscribe, listen. It's on iTunes and all that stuff. Um, I'll keep doing them either way. That's it for me. If, if I can figure out how to get out of this, there we go.